The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nessie, and today Bruce and the SEM Synergy team are proud to be bringing you today's episode of SEM Synergy straight from SMX East in New York City. Yep, all week Bruce and I have been spending our days in the Javits Center in New York and in between live, live blogging sessions with Lisa Beyer, our guest live blogger, I've had a chance to sit down with a couple speakers to talk about their areas of expertise and the sessions that they spoke about. So, starting off the show, I talked to John W. Ellis. He's a paid search specialist, and he shares his suggestions for ad remarketing, as well as some insights into a paid search platform that's really great for small businesses called Google AdWords Express. Then I chat with local business specialist Mike Ramsey, also known as Nifty Marketing. I heard Mike speak earlier this week on the Hardcore Local SEO Tactics session, and it was part of the Best of SMX Advanced track. And Mike shares some of his tactics for local optimization for the integrated OPAC, including citation building, link building, and reviews. Stick around for that one after the break. And then you don't want to miss the last segment when Jessica, Aaron, and I take a look at some of the most recent headlines in search. We're going to examine Google's acquisition of Zagat and what that means for local search, as well as Bing and Twitter's renewed partnership and what that means for social search. And while at MSMX East, we in the industry have gotten quite a few uh, significant announcements from the search engines during the show. Yesterday, for instance, I was in the session on the current state of personalized search when Bing's Stefan Weiss announced adaptive search. And um, that is personalization based on your query history, not just your last query. You can check out our live blog coverage from that session for more on adaptive search. Also yesterday, Google began testing a celebrity endorsement ad program, and uh, Matt McGee gives us the lowdown on what Google's rep announced at the conference on a post over at Search Engine Land. And it may also interest you to hear that Facebook has changed a few things with a new subscribe button along with options for the newsfeed. So stick around for the industry news-focused segment at the end of the show. But right now, please help me welcome John Ellis to SEM Synergy. Hello, and thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by John Ellis of johnwellis.com. That's right. And at John W. Ellis on Twitter. Perfect. You're a PPC consultant yep. and a pretty regular guy on the... Uh, the circuit. circuit. Yeah, the conference <laughs> circuit. That's right. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, like you said, I do, I do SEO, social, but mostly in the PPC world where I spend most of my time. Okay. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So, I mean, as you said, um, today we're at SMX uh, East, 
and you spoke to uh, paid advertising right. um, on a session called Will Retargeting Remarketing Become Too Creepy? Yes. Uh, yes, it was, it was a session, a great panel. Uh, and this, it's the, the constant question I get asked a lot about remarketing is it's, I don't like it. Creepy is the word that's often used. People are creeped out by remarketing because they see these ads bother them over and over again. So, so that, I mean, basically, this is what happens when I, you know, go to a website and then I see their ad right. following me around the web. That's exa- yeah, okay. that's, that's exactly it. You got, and there's, there's a bul- multiple ways to do that, multiple level, levels. There's some can get as targeted as they know more information about your age group, your demographic. If you're married and single and all this information, it, gets, it goes down a lot deeper. Some of the stuff I'm doing is, more, is mainly on the Google side of things, which is uh, Google's remarketing, which is uh, remarketing people who have visited your site in the past. And, and there's different, different ways to do that at different levels. But that's, that's where most of my time has been on the remarketing side, or the, or the Google remarketing side. And um, Google didn't by any means invent retargeting. They just kind of re-emphasized it a little more and made it easier for the small business guy to get into it and start working with remarketing. That's um, something that I picked up out of your post. Uh, you kind of blogged in like preparation or right. like in advance of right. the session and said that uh, Google didn't invent it, but they brought it to right. people, the common like advertiser right. or small business owners' attention. Right. So, um, what is it about the platform, or what, what, how, what should we know about it if we want to get into it? Well, and. Um, and Google, which was what they've done with many tools, they've the one thing they're great at is making it easy for anybody to get into it. So remarketing is the same way. Um, you can set, set up campaigns, and I, like I said, I, you said I created a blog post that goes through some of these. Uh, you can create campaigns, for instance, on when people come to your site, you can essentially tag them or tag their computer uh, as, an, as a member of that audience, and then you can show certain ads to that audience. So then you can show them certain ads. For instance, somebody comes to your website and puts something in their shopping cart, but then leaves. You can now capture that audience and go back and show them an ad later and say, here's 10% discount off if you finish your order. Just to kind of get them to come back. And there's, there's multiple ways to do it, too. That sounds like a really handy yeah. tool. But, of course, one of the downsides of something that's made available to everybody without maybe enough education is that you can kind of make, make some missteps. And right. that's when it gets to the creepy That's factor. when it gets to the creepy part. So, you, so in this post, you also kind of gave some, like, tips on what to avoid or how to change things up. Right. And, and the... Uh, the general sense I see when people are, are creeped out by ads they're seeing, it's usually because marketers are, are messing up. They're not they're not uh, using some of the steps that Google's giving you to be less creepy, if you will. Like, for instance, um, there's the ad, ad impressions or um, controlling the amount of time people are seeing your ads. You can say, I only want certain users to see this ad once a week or see, see, see it twice and then it's over with. At a certain point, you gotta you got to let them go of that customer. Because after a while, if they're not clicking... They're not. They're not buying. You now. You're just starting to aggravate them. So you got to know when to pull out. Um, so that that's one of the things. And then and then um, one of the other points I mentioned was um, rotating your ads through, showing different ads and giving them different images, different colors, different messages, so they're not seeing the same ad over and over again. Because people don't don't realize it as much or not aren't creeped out as much, and they see, still seeing the same ad pop up and up again. So those are just two optimization things you could do as well with that. Job All right, that's helpful to know. And then you also moderated a panel today on um, best practices for Google AdWords. Yes. Um, I'd like to hear more about that. And then also, I kind of went back to your blog, and you had written about AdWords Express. Yes. Which was formerly Google Boost, and I don't yeah. really know a lot about well, that. Well, it's and yeah, they, they took Google Boost and kind of expanded a little more and added on to 
something called Hours Express. And not a lot of people are doing it yet, from what I can tell. Um, but the idea is it gets it's entry level for really small businesses, people that have $100, $200 to spend, but just can't afford you know people that are here, some of the experts that do this for them. Uh, and it's, it's a very entry level into it. There's not a lot of management to it. There's not a lot of keyword management. Uh, but it's really aimed at local, really to get you to show up in these local listings and these local maps. And it's a great entry point. Uh, and and I, as, a, as a pay-per-click manager, I'm a fan of it. I like people to get out there and try it. Because it's not, it's not really business that I'm going to get anyways because they, they're trying to do this on their own. And then once they see it work and they see how well it works, then maybe we can have that conversation later. So now let's expand this, now that we've seen it working. And Google takes you through these steps. It's a quick uh, you know, one, two, three, four step, and then your ads are up within, within minutes. So it's a quick way to get into it. And you can set whatever budget is with that. So that's, that's the Google AdWords Express. That's really helpful yep. for introduction yes. entry level right. type stuff. Um, any other like points that were made in the best practices that... Best practices, is it, it, it kind of ranged back and forth, but the general question seems to come up at all, a lot in a lot of these pay-per-click discussions is quality score. Everybody wants to talk about quality score, and usually when you get in those conversations, it's hard to, it's hard to pull out from a, from a session because everybody wants to talk about that. Um, and my general sense is when I'm talking to people about quality scores is uh, although it's extremely important, it's only a measurement of, it's only a symptom of the actual problems. It's pointing out to you what you got to fix. So you see your quality score, now go back and look at your landing page. Now go back and look at your keywords and look at your ads and try to fix all these things. So it, it's helping you point out uh, that you need to fix these things, that you have problems and holes in your system, which is, uh, you know, years ago Google didn't have that system. If a keyword wasn't, wasn't good or didn't match, they would just, they would just kick it out. So now, it's, now this gives you a chance to say, you're low here, you need to do something. So, I, you know, so it's, it's definitely a, um, a great add-on to what Google's added over the past couple of years. Cool. It sounds like a kind of common theme that you'll always hear at these conferences, especially when talking to a broad audience, is right. don't look at the, um, like, symptom, look at what right. Look at what your goal is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot. Uh, with pay-per-click in general, people get, for instance, involved with, with you, you, you can get you can get hung up on any numbers and they're all important but they all have to be related to what you're looking for what what's the point of your site not not what somebody else has done you can't use their benchmarks what are, what are you doing what are you looking for what's your conversion point so that's really what it all comes down to set up your own goals awesome thanks very much Thank John, you. for sharing this with us and again you can go to johnwellis.com and follow him on twitter at John W. Ellis. thank you and stick around for more SEM Synergy after the break Thank you. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. As you know, being an expert at f- what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Mike Ramsey. Mike, you work at Nifty Marketing. That's your company based out of Idaho, right? Yes, that is correct. And you guys specialize in local SEO. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I, I heard you speak um, earlier today. By the way, we're at SMX East in New York City right now. And uh, anyway, I heard you speak on the hardcore local SEO tactic session. It was a... Um, revival kind of of an SMX advanced track from earlier this year and you really got nitty gritty with like uh, tactical stuff that uh, local search marketers are facing every day yeah yeah that's correct Um, I've I've found it really interesting just over the last uh, year how, how competitive the local spaces got, how many changes Google's constantly bringing in, in you know, Google Places. And, and so it's really, it's really gone from what a lot of people considered uh, a fairly easy optimization path maybe a few years ago into something that you know, many people think is, can be more difficult than just your normal organic SEO. There's just so many more uh, indicators of authority uh, and of of just trying to build a, a prominence in, in local search. So SMX Advance is a really cool show because it is that high, like, elite technical knowledge that um, you're not messing around with. And uh, there was a whole track dedicated yesterday to SMX Advance best of type stuff. Um, and one of the interesting things about your session on local SEO is that that space has probably seen one of some of the most change since um, <laughs> live live show. Um, some of the most change since the advanced session um, earlier this year. Just in like, oh, when did the big big changes hit the way that uh, local search is displayed? It was in like uh, that was so so the biggest change the way that local search displayed was in October. It was October twenty seventh, two thousand ten, and. That was when they brought out basically 
the the merged search results. We call it like the OPAC or the integrated search results. Uh, just more recently, uh, about three months ago, uh, I think it was in April. I want to say like April 24th or something. Uh, Google just did cosmetic changes to to places. What they did was they eliminated they eliminated reviews uh, from third party sources like Yelp, Super Pages, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, from the count in in your Google Places total review average. They also took off the review snippets from from the page as well and all they have now at the bottom of kind of the review section in Google Places is small links that might point you over to Yelp and just give you an overall idea of the count of reviews there. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people thought that would have a, a major ranking effect change but it was it was very cosmetic based and not ranking based and so um, ultimately it, it just made it important to make sure you have all sorts of reviews now it's just Google's place, the Google Places reviews are going to be more visible. Okay. So, and that was part of uh, your presentation was the importance of citations and you also shared with the audience NAP. Yeah. Mm So, oh, um, there was uh, the annual local ranking search factors. Uh, You shared some of that, uh, which people can find at davidmim.com. And the highest correlation of high rankings in local and um, any of the factors studied was citations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, citations was an interesting thing too that's that's evolved. About a, it was probably about eight months ago. There was a few studies where people said, "Hey, you know, citations don't matter as much as links anymore." When they when they switched the pack back in October, everybody was on the bandwagon of saying that the the citations were just losing prominence but it was so interesting putting together uh, the study that we did uh, at nifty because we found that Google wasn't showing very many citations on the places page but when you really got in and started doing a lot of custom searching uh, either on Google or using tools like uh, white spark white sparks uh, the citation, the citation finder, um, you would you would find very different data than Google was explain, displaying on the places page, and and so I mean in the study that we found we had like fifty seven businesses across four different four different uh, locations and industries, and the the data showed that on average the higher ranking citation. Uh, the high-ranking amount of citations for companies was somewhere in the range of about 3,000 different different indices of that showing up, whereas in the low-ranking ones, it was like under 100. I mean, it was very, very low, even under 50. Uh, and, and it just showed me the importance of how keeping your business name, your business address, and your business phone number, which incorporates what a citation is, just consistent across everywhere online and um, you know it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that citations are the only thing that matters but improving location prominence and gaining a really big trust with Google it's it's by far the most important step tying that with link building and you know it's it's uh, the two probably most powerful things you can do in local search yeah okay so then your three takeaways at the end of your session was um citations and categories and consistency yeah um links which 
you said interestingly are the new citation yeah yeah they've 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 came back they've just became both and uh, they're both extremely important you know it was it's funny because I think in search a lot of times it's like what's the latest and greatest thing everybody jumps on the bandwagon and you end up going too hard one way or another and so when David Mim first came out with a piece I think called it was called citations of the new link in 2000 I want to say it was like 2008 or 9 um, he, he said citations are the new link so in local search people stopped caring about links at all and they just went after citations all of a sudden links start mattering again and so it's, it's just interesting and my hope is in the industry we don't have people switch too far one way or another the best is just to be to be consistent and broad in your approach build citations and build links and, and so I think, I think the, the two points that I had uh, there was exactness and location and that covers your citation side and then uh, and then um, prominence are in authority and I think that your link building kind of uh, it, it builds on your authority to the but it also depending on depending on your anchor text builds on your location prominence as well so it's it's a very good to just incorporate both methods into into search marketing. So. That is good advice. And then I guess I would ask about your final piece, the the third the third point being the user generated content side, the reviews. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like recommendations on how to um, encourage that? Maybe but maybe stay within some of these guidelines that some of the like review sites have of don't you know promote. <laughs> don't. Don't don't promote reviewing. Yeah. Just just let people leave bad reviews. I mean, that's pretty much what their their uh, guidelines like. are. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that we've been able to incorporate for customers, and and they uh, we find that that our clients' customers have have responded well to one of which is having on a local website, usually on the sidebar or in the footer space, links to about four review portals. And so generally, like, we'll look at a place like Yelp. You know, I think Yelp's an extremely important review portal. Uh, the other one's City Search, Of course, Google Places. And then maybe an industry-specific one. So, you know, it, just depending on what industry you're in. And we'll, we'll have some kind of a phrase like either read, read our reviews or leave us a review. And you just, you can generally, uh, just over the course of a natural site traffic, People will go, they'll read a few reviews, and then chances are if they enjoy your service, they'll leave one. If you do a bad job, then they'll leave one as well. Uh, the, a few other things that we've seen that, are, that, that work extremely well. One is identifying through, like, let's say you have a customer email list, identifying everybody that uses a Gmail account, identifying everybody that uses, you know... Uh, any other service, maybe maybe if, if you have them on Facebook, then you'd push them towards City Search since you can log into City Search with Facebook. And so you just start trying to trying to get your users and push them towards the place that they're most likely to leave reviews. And so it, it works great. I mean, Gmail account users, if you send them a link to Google Places, they're already logged in. You can send them a direct link to the review spot, and it's it's fairly easy to pick up quick reviews like that. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, there, there's a lot of ways you can do it without giving something and still and still uh, uh, get plenty of reviews. But I do know that a lot of businesses still offer offer you know under the table 
under the table gifts to to play to people to you know leave reviews. So all right, well, test it out, see what works for you. <laughs> Lots of yeah. great advice. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, you can get more from Mike uh, on Twitter at Nifty Marketing at niftymarketing.com and um, see you around more conferences like this. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, More SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Aaron and Jessica. SMX East is going on this week, and with it you can find lots of news and announcements all over Twitter and on the blogs, including ours. The Bruce Clay Inc. blog is full of live blog coverage from the conference, so head to bruceclay.com slash blog to read about all things online marketing from a lot of the country's foremost experts. With news at the forefront of the conversation, we thought we'd continue in this vein with a look at the past week's news affecting our industry. As always, lots going on. One of the kind of more clever moves that Google's made recently is acquiring Zagat. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it's a really smart move, but does anyone ever use Zagat? Like, I'm interested in seeing how Google is going to, like, maybe revamp that brand or make it new because my grandparents would refer to Zagat. It's like the yellow pages of <laughs> the review industry. Right. Well, it, Zagat was very late into getting online, 
and then when they did, it was paid. So you could only you could only view the reviews if you paid for it. And then just recently, they opened it up for free. And I don't think, and by just recently, I mean like in the last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody knew about it because now everybody is is using Yelp and all these other things to do it. Um, but they do have a lot of data that Google can use in their own review system to put into like their own local stuff. And so as long as they have all that, then I don't know if they're really going to revive the Zagat brand. You know, I, I think they're just going to use it to their advantage. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, b- before, I mean, Zagat was only in those books, those little guidebooks that you yeah. like carry around in the city with you to see where the good places to eat. Or you saw the rating sign on the window. There was no, um, there was no online stuff. And now there is. There's there's like a mobile app and, and things like there. that. But yeah, but I'm sure, uh, you know, within the next year, that's all going to get replaced by Google Places, Google, some sort of local Google thing. Right. I bet they got it for a steal. I mean, there's some kind of debate over how much they paid for it because it's not been disclosed, but. I mean, they wanted to sell themselves for $200 million, like, three years ago or something. And right. It could have been as low as, like, 65 or something like that. But I'm hearing estimates or people with knowledge saying it's, you know, $100 million, $200 something like that. I would think so. I mean, not that long ago, Google tried to acquire Yelp for, like, $500 million, and mm-hmm. Yelp walked away from it. Um, and seeing as how Zagat, I think, is only restaurants... You know, it's probably not worth quite as much as Yelp, mm-hmm. but th- there's probably a good a good chunk of money going going to Zagat for this. And and I would think that, I mean, I think it, this is partly in response to Yelp saying no to Google. Right. This is kind of Google's big, you know, well, we don't care what you think then. Yelp will <laughs> still get better. We'll get reviews anyway. And, I mean, a lot of people consider Zagat to be better reviews anyway because they're more... That brand has been established for a long, long time. Right, they have real high standards. Yeah. Who reviews the restaurants for Zagat? I have no idea. Uh, I, I mean, it's like members of Zagat. I don't, I don't really know. It's member reviews then? I think so. Okay. But I, for some reason, they have some sort of, have more credibility than the typical Yelp user, I think. And I, mm-hmm. Probably just because it's older and more established. But is again that sort of credibility going to translate into today's standards, where we tend to put more weight on the people that we know's opinion on certain things? Well, I think so. I think if Google can can incorporate it in such a way that it has those reviews as part of their Google Places stuff, mm-hmm. um, but then also still allows people to write reviews normally, like they do now with Google Places, then I, I think it'll just get mixed in. It, what it does, it gives Google a huge, like, baseline of reviews for every restaurant. Yeah. Because before they were trying to get stuff out of Yelp and stuff out of, like, Yahoo Local and all these other places, and they're not doing that as much anymore because Yelp hates it. So this was, I think this was their response to get all that stuff. Makes sense. All right, some other players that we talk about a lot are Twitter and Bing, and they've renewed their relationship for real-time search. Um you know, when Google decided that they were going to cut real-time search, uh, it was right around, it was right before maybe Google Plus was released. Yeah. And so yeah. then we're like, oh, well, obviously they're going to think that Google Plus is going to replace their real-time search uh, content, but that hasn't really taken off. So. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, well, they're talking about, you know, 
integrating Google Plus. Um, and I think it's funny how uh, Google is now doing like Google services only, and um, Bing is now making t its relationship with Twitter and Facebook stronger. So it, it's funny how that's working out for them. Yeah, I, it just it just means that Bing is going to have that competitive advantage until Google gets it together with their own social offering. Because if Google doesn't want to play with the other ones and they want to have everything on their own, then it's going to take time for Google to be able to compete, at least in that sort of like real-time search thing. Mm -hmm. um, but that's probably okay with Google since they pretty much win at everything else. <laughs> I guess they're saying that journalists are kind of upset that the real-time thing went away because journalists were looking to that for, for their news when something would break. Mm. Well, now they can go to Bing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Bing and Twitter announced it in a kind of nifty way. Yeah, that was really cute. Mm -hmm. I thought so, too. Via a Twitter conversation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think, I think cute's the right, right word for that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the time we have this week. Thanks to our guests for taking the time at SMX East to share great insights. Be sure to go to the blog to read all about that conference and check out Bruce Clay Inc. on Facebook and on Twitter for some cool pictures and updates from the show. Thanks for joining us on SCM Synergy.